Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Man, oh man, welcome back to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And thanks for spending some time with us here on the show. You know, one of the most important things you can do is to brand yourself, to really tell your story the way that you want it told. And man, we've got some really, really cool ways to do that nowadays. The question is, is how do you do that? What does that mean? Well, luckily enough, we have a chef who knows a little bit about that, who is doing some of that and has some great examples to share. Chef Rocky Dunham has been around. He's done a lot of different things. He's had his hand in a few few areas of the business and has able been able to really create a message that he wants to share with the world. Luckily, he knows how to share it. He knows how to brand and he's here to tell us how to do the same. So without further ado, Mr. Rocky Dunn. I was in the front of house for a number of years in college, waiting tables, bartending, things like that. Um, got an opportunity to get into the kitchen a few times when the kitchen staff was shorthanded and uh, kind of fell in love with cooking and kind of the journey and the, the process of developing something with my hands that other can enjoy and so that uh that obviously led to me um leaving my first uh my first major in college which was pre-law uh and going to culinary school i went to uh, le cordon bleu north america in scottsdale arizona the scottsdale culinary institute at the time um, which is no longer in arizona unfortunately but um i was there graduated in 2008 and went to work for Chef Bo McMillan at Sanctuary Resort and Spa. Um, I did my externship there, and then I worked for him for about a year uh, right after that. Uh, gained a lot of great insight. Um, that was kind of at the uh, the rise of celebrity status for Chef Bo McMillan. He had just beat uh, Bobby Flay on Iron Chef America, Battle Kobe Beef. He, uh, at the time, was also doing uh, worst Cooks in America with Amberell, and uh, he went on to have a, a long and, and still is in Food Network career. Um, he's currently judging regularly on guys' grocery games. So um, great mentor of mine, learned a lot from him when I was at Sanctuary. Um, moved on from there, opened up a restaurant with a family friend, Chef Joe Busson, an Italian chef in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, the restaurant was called Fired Up Grill. We opened it. Um, more of an eclectic, um, kind of an Americanized Italian style menu and uh, operated it for a couple of years. Unfortunately, uh, Joe became ill and uh, the business had to be sold at, at that point in time when he passed away. So that was a really unfortunate kind of a turning point um, in my career. And I was kind of looking at um, different avenues and did I really want to start a new restaurant? Did I want to you know, put all that time and energy uh, into the first, you know, the first development stages of a restaurant that I had just gone through? Um, or did I want to pursue something else? 
So my wife and I, um, we'd been married at that time for about five years, four years. And we decided that for, you know, a work-life balance and uh, the next step in my career that um, I was going to get into healthcare. So that was an interesting turn of events. I moved back to where I grew up in the Northern Texas panhandle and uh, went into healthcare. And I found out very quickly that um, healthcare has a, a very demand, a very vast demand, but um, a need, a drastic need for um, quality cuisine for classically trained chefs um, and, and for a skill set that I could bring to that environment. So I uh, got into healthcare. I was working for a nonprofit in Amarillo, Texas at the time. Um, they serviced several um, nursing home facilities, rehab facilities, um, adult daycares, a large production style kitchen. Uh, so we worked that for a while. Um, and then on the side, we opened 1949 Catering, which was a catering line that we did out of the same kitchen just to allow us, me and our cooks, a creative outlet and uh, the ability for our nonprofit organization to then reach the public as well. And so that kicked off. Um, during that time, I uh, saw a pretty drastic rise in my personal uh, brand, if you will. Um, I had a, a frequent, I say frequent is weekly, every Tuesday spot on our local news station where I would demo recipes. Um, I then competed on Cutthroat Kitchen on Food Network. Um, the, the episode was called Tika Me Alton um, because we made a Tika Masala. Uh, I won't bore everybody with the outcome, but if you wanted to look that up, Tika Me Alton is the, the name of the the uh, episode and uh, you can let me know how, uh, how you thought it turned out. So um, that was that. I uh, won a few awards while I was uh, in Amarillo. Um, Battle of the Area Chefs is just a local organization. They put on this uh, pretty big restaurant association style um, convention. Uh, I won the Battle of the Area Chefs there uh, a couple of years, participated with March of Dimes, um, won several awards with them as well. And then uh, more recently made a move to Columbia, Missouri, where I am now consulting under my personal brand. Man, you've had just whew, ton of experience, ton of different things you've done, which is great. Oh, I love it. So I want to know at this point, what, what do you think doing all these things has done for you as far as you know, going on TV and, and jumping to different segments of the industry, competing, um, doing a lot of charity events. I mean, what has that done for you? What's that done for you, your personal brand? You know, kind of fill us in on that. Oh, I think it's made a huge impact um, personally on my personal brand and my recognition awareness, getting, um, getting my brand or my identity, my personality um, into the public's eye more frequently. Um, the March of Dimes obviously is a great example of that. They do do signature chefs nationwide, and, and that's a good chance for chefs to be front and center um, instead of just in the back of house when you're at a restaurant or when you're at a, a club environment, the chef then becomes the forefront. And um, a, a lot of that in the kind of the personal branding side of things is simply just that is a consistency of staying connected to an audience. Um, at the end of the day, people want to connect with people and competing in those 
and volunteering in those type of events are an excellent way to connect to people, which are um, obviously our audience as chefs. It's our audience, our clientele, it's our revenue stream. And so it's very important from that aspect. Okay. So I'm curious about this and I, w- I want to get your take on it because obviously a lot of these things have done a lot for you, but what do you say to the person who says, man, I just, there's only so much time in a day. I just can't, I can't work the hours that I work. I can't do, you know, put in the effort that I put in, in my full-time job and then try to go do all these extracurricular activities, go do these events where I've got to, where I've got to travel or I've got to volunteer, you know, I just can't do it. Why would you tell them that they still need to, what advantage is there to just digging down deep and doing it? I think it's absolutely crucial, Chef. The ability for us to be able to market ourselves lends its lends itself to the ability of furthering not only our businesses and our establishment, but also our personal brand in the future. Um, what we see, unfortunately, in this industry quite a bit is that businesses, as far as just brick and mortar restaurants or even food trucks, things like that we see that these businesses oftentimes fail. Um, I've seen numbers of, you know, two out of three will fail in the first two years. I've seen where roughly 80% of restaurants that open will close within five years. So we're looking at the idea and the possibility of marketing now as a networking environment, marketing the chef, marketing you as an individual not so much marketing than the establishment um, because you're always going to be here. You're always going to be a chef. You're for the most part for the rest of your career anyway. And you're regardless of what physical kitchen that you're going to be in, you're always going to be you and you're always going to be doing the same type of work. So the marketing side of things is a very huge industry. I've, I've read recently some stats that show hundreds and hundreds of percent increase. I think the number is like 560 something percent increase of reachability when employees use their personal, even social network, when they use their personal platforms to further a business objective, you get much more of an impact and much more of a reach in doing that. So attending these events and volunteering these times, um, not only from a marketing standpoint, but from a dollar and cent standpoint as well, um, every good business has a marketing budget of some sort. And that marketing budget then, in my opinion, is better spent in such networking and personal brand development, not so much than in commercials or branding your particular restaurant or your particular establishment. Um, one thing and, and a great example of this that you'll never see is you'll never see a commercial during the Super Bowl for restaurants like the French Laundry. You'll never see a commercial for Alinea or for Next. You'll never see Rich Rosendell, who is, in my opinion, the or one of the best personal brands as a chef in America. You'll never see him on a commercial promoting a business, but you see him all over social media promoting his brand, Rosendell Collective. It is a beautiful, beautiful market segment, and it's a great way then to increase you increase your value and then increase subsequently your revenue. You know, I have to say you are 
man, you're hitting the nail on the head. I agree with you. Rich Rosendale does an amazing job at, at branding, at posting on social media, at engaging with people, at doing new, new cool things. Man, got a lot of respect for that guy. But I do have to give you a plug too, because you do some you do some great stuff too. And uh, I mean, hence you're here, and we're talking to you, and we're <laughs> we're doing a show about branding that's kind of based around you. So let's, you know that that's the kind of cool stuff that I want to talk about is the stuff that you're doing, the stuff that sets you apart. Like, what is branding, and how can we do it? Yeah, that's a terrific question, and I think they ultimately go hand in hand. If you look at the concept of personal branding, it is very simply just marketing people and their career as a brand. So in that, primarily, we're going to look probably to social media first. Um, Everybody and their dog, literally everybody and their dog have a social media account of some form or fashion, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. There are so many platforms and many people have an account on all of these different platforms. So what we see then is, for example, a chef working for a restaurant. You might be a chef de cuisine. You might even be a chef de partie, a line cook somewhere, a prep cook, a pantry. You might be at a dishwashing level and it could be something as simple as posting the the dish that is that night's featured dish on your own Instagram. Well, now you've already reached at least your immediate circle in that value proposition that is going hand in hand now with the marketing strategy or what should be the marketing strategy of the establishment. So using the establishment, and I, and I think that a lot of chefs that are in commercial kitchens Um, or even in private kitchens, country clubs and and private clubs of the sort, they actually have an opportunity then to increase not only their audience, but increase their reach via these social media platforms, because it's already what they're doing every single day. So we've already got our phone, 99.9% of all phones right now are, are smartphones with the ability to take pictures and to post instantaneously. So even in commercial settings or non-commercial settings in production kitchens, even in these environments, you're able then to instantaneously reach your defined audience and to identify those goals and to showcase what you've been doing at any moment's notice. Again, yeah, I mean, great stuff. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, you brought up Rich Rosendale. You've, you know, we, we've talked about you doing some really cool things, which you absolutely are. Um, but you know, I'm curious, like who else are you following out there? Who's doing a really good, good job. And I I know one of the questions for me when I was kind of getting started in this world was, do I do this myself or do I hire somebody to do this? Do I have somebody help me? What, what are your take on all those things? Well, thank you for the compliment. I actually spend quite a bit of time, um, at least in the thought process of my own personal brand. Um, And you'll notice if you look at my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you'll notice that um, I never post anything that's not thought out. It's never um, it's never a post about, oh, what did Donald Trump say today? It's never anything like that. It's always focused and centered around my personal brand. 
And when I look to mentors or I look to those that I think do this really well, do the social media or the personal branding really well, I don't even really stick to the chefs that I know um, a lot of the times. Now, obviously, I do follow and I am associated with ACF, with ANFP. Um, and other organizations like this where I can then network in person when I'm attending such events. So there are bits and components of the chefs and the CDMs and the business people in those environments that I do follow. But a lot of times the, the people that I think do the personal branding the best are what we would look at as, what are they called? Social influencers now. So it would be who we look at are great social influencers. Uh, whether that be in the realm of food or not. Um, I think Grant Akat said uh, Alenia and Next, um, and I think he just opened Aviary, uh, a bar program. Um, I think he does a really good job, mainly because a lot of the stuff that he does is just cool. Uh, he was trained and worked with Thomas Keller, but he's done a really good job of kind of breaking himself away from Thomas Keller in the French Laundry in that environment and really creating his own brand and kind of doing his own thing that's real trendy and real scientific. And um, it's pretty cool to watch. So you can check out a lot of his social media and then you can see um, from doing that, the way he approaches things. Then you've got people like Chad Minton who founded True Cooks. If you look at the way True Cooks has the brand has kind of revolutionized this concept of we're all misfits in a kitchen and, and really kind of took hold of that and built this global massive brand. Well, he did exactly that. He just reaches out and obviously he's got a clothing line. He's now doing aprons. He's got partnerships with Headley and Bennett. So a lot of that networking then has done him some justice as well. But then smaller things like the True Cook Street Team, there are a lot of great chefs and who I would consider not even chefs at all, even home cooks, that are doing amazing things under a True Cooks style banner that are just team members, if you will, via social media. Uh, for example, the Kitchen Assassin. If you look up the Instagram of the Kitchen Assassin, uh, I don't even know his real name, to be honest. That's how well he does at his social media marketing is I don't even know the guy's real name. I know him by his Instagram handle, the kitchen assassin. And so if you go on to Instagram and you look at his page, he's doing a lot of beautiful things. Um, ferociously fresh is another one. And, uh, a lot of great, a lot of great things are happening under a brand that if I met this person in real life, I probably couldn't even tell you who their name was because they've done such a good job of branding their personal brand. Now, there are other people, obviously, like Rosendale, like Grant. Um, Thomas Keller does a really good job as well. There are people like that that promote themselves as a person. And I think their influence is tied then to their name. Uh, and some of the best examples of doing that are um, entertainers. So whether that be um, singers, actors and actresses, if you look at a lot of their social media platform, they do the best job of promoting themselves. Uh, and I find that the entertainment industry, much like the hospitality industry, is tied then to the singer or the actor or an actress, more so than it is the movie or the featured film or whatever that they're in. It's more so tied to that person. And so you can gain your, your expert 
um, evaluation from a plethora of different accounts. Man, so much good stuff in there. Finding your voice, finding your message, finding your identity, such an important part, such an important part of not only branding yourself, but just learning who you are as a, as a person, as a cook, as a leader, as a chef, whatever you're, you know, whatever you're searching for, whatever you're becoming, ah, just such a big part of that. So when people hear this and they say, man, this guy knows his stuff. I want to check him out. How do I get a hold of him? How do they? So all of my social media personally is just my name at Rocky Dunham. Um, all one word, R-O-C-K-Y-D-U-N-N-A-M. Um, you can definitely reach me personally there. Um, and then there's my personal brand, which is Rocked Recipes. That's R-O-C-K-D Recipes. And uh, you can see a lot of the consulting and the private chef work that I do um, via Rocked Recipes. I also uh, have found it very important to kind of keep a collection of not only my posts, but a lot of the things that I follow and a lot of the things that I'm engaged in using different hashtags. So for me personally, I frequently hashtag chef knows. So C H E F K N O W S hashtag chef knows. And if you just look up that hashtag, you see a lot of things that I am engaged in that oftentimes isn't even me. It's not even my post, but when I engage with somebody that is doing something really well, whether that be a, you know, a, a knife maker or an apron maker or a supplier of the best fish out of the Gulf, whoever that may be. When I'm interacting with them on social media, I'll frequently, I'll frequently hashtag Chef Knows um, or Chef Rock Z, and uh, those hashtags will will show you some of the things that I interact with as well. Ah, oh, good stuff. Well, thanks for your time today, Chef. You're a rock star, and we're, we're grateful that you were with us. Absolutely, man. It was, a, it was a great chat. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.